The Grey Hat Beard Podcast. We need to make that intro a bit shorter, don't we? Hello and welcome to part two of Grey Hat Beard Princess Show 65. Uh, if you are listening on the podcast, then please don't do go back and listen to part one. We had a lovely chat about uh, the, the new team's rooms, licenses. Uh, it's always good talking about licensing. We, we talked about adoption, both of Microsoft Fever and the new adoption score. Some of the great things coming out in SharePoint Framework 1.16, the Teams app camp, um, and some interesting chat about Azure B2B Maker and how that's going to make your life of sharing power apps even more excited. But we are now in part two, and we are joined once again by a guest uh leon armston and i'm gonna hand over to leon because you you have a bit of a specialization i think it's fair to say thank you kevin uh so yes uh sharepoint syntax um yeah probably for the past about a year and a half um i've yeah, being exposed to SharePoint syntax. Uh, probably before that, like my company, uh, we were uh, involved as part of Project Cortex with Microsoft through our partnership in the Microsoft Content Services Partner Program. So, yeah, it's been very interesting seeing the concepts of yeah, getting value from your content, extracting metadata to the whole. AI story of uh, Viva Topics, which we talked a little bit about in the uh, the first episode. Uh, so it's yeah, it's been in production about uh, a year and a half now. Uh, SharePoint syntax, and um, it's still heavily in um, development. There's lots of yeah recent updates um, and. Yeah, the, the roadmap uh, looks very uh, rosy, uh, is, is what I would say. So for the uninitiated, um, Leon, what, what does SharePoint Syntax do? So SharePoint Syntax um, is, is for uh, documents, uh, but it's basically it's using advanced AI and machine teaching to amplify human expertise automate content processing and transform content into knowledge. So the key phrase there is, yeah, content into transforming content into knowledge. So many organizations will have silos of information. Maybe they uh, migrated everything as a lift and shift from a file share um, into SharePoint uh, or yeah, no, no one's Please guilty, no one's never guilty do of that. that. Don't no. do that. Yeah. Customers, <laughs> customers yeah. don't do that. They don't dump all their <laughs> cascading subfolders into a library. They would never do that. And they would Thanks. never then just like assign different permissions to each folder. They would just put it all flat and just use metadata. <laughs> yes, exactly. Of course. Of course, because customers love metadata, especially in file names. Final, <laughs> updated when, commented by. So this is a metadata in file names. So they, so, but, um, uh, Lean, so how, how does Syntax do this? So how, would I transform 
content into knowledge. So how do I deal with so if I have all yep. this crap now in libraries and now what? Yes. <laughs> so yes, we've got we've got all that uh, yeah crap in the uh, in the folders and uh, that 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 content might be yeah reports. It might be um, yeah contracts it might be yeah all different types of uh yeah doc document types um so the idea is uh we can more than likely as well uh they've done the lift and shift into one uh document library as well so yeah we can talk about list view <laughs> threshold but uh yes we've got uh yeah thousands of documents uh in a library thousands of different types of documents uh so it's yeah, it's going to take people a long while to uh, go through those documents, uh, open them up, identify that this is a report, uh, identify that this report was written by so and so. The uh, yeah, the the details of the report. So what we do with syntax is uh, there's two parts uh, to syntax to um, classify uh, content and to then extract uh, value from it, so entity extraction. So when we set up a uh, AI model in Syntax, what's good about Syntax is it's not uh, code uh, driven. Uh, so you don't need to go into uh, Azure Cognitive Services or Azure Forms Recognizer. They're all no the services. Oh. Yeah, no, no TypeScript, no JavaScript, no, nothing. Uh, so you've got all those Azure resources in the background, but yeah, you're not interested in those. Uh, the Syntax team have took took care of those, so they put a a layer over the top, like a, a UI over the top. So you create a model um, targeting reports, for example, with the old um, AI models. Um, you would have to train it with hundreds of files. But a key selling point of Syntax is you train it with, yeah, a minimum of uh, five files. So you upload some sample reports uh, and then you teach it uh, with five, five uh, positive examples and one uh, negative example. And then from this report, we want to uh, extract like the report date uh, we want to extract um, maybe some details like there's a financial figure in there or maybe we want to uh, yeah, extract um, who the author is or uh, yeah any any of those those key uh, values um, so we've created this model yeah, so, so we were talking about those those kind of big piles of documents. Uh, you you've talked about kind of teaching it. So you're looking for kind of groups of types of document that kind of are the, are the same. So you mentioned reports. There'd be specific types of reports, and you're you're looking for those and be able to tag those. So say you had, you know, your report stumped all over. But maybe you had a report for each project and each. Uh, of your projects had a folder and then someone had copied that and called it v2 etc then it would be able to go through all those and kind of identify those different types of reports and and extract the metadata from that but but you would have to define each of those types of documents up front so it's not going to magically go through your mess no. and tidy it for you you're still going to have some understanding of the sorts of uh, yes. sorts of document that you're looking for as well 
Yes. So yes, you might might you've touched upon yeah different types of documents. So you typically have uh, a model per document type, but yeah, you may even have like different ones. So you might have a a company A style report, a company B style uh, report. Mm. Uh, but the idea is we can associate many models to a library, and because we've trained it to look for a, the model to look for a specific type of document we can uh, upload many files to the library and then only the pacific uh, model that's trained for that type of document will pick it up and uh, we've also then trained that model to yeah pick up um uh, extract uh, yeah metadata from that and then uh, once the model has run on the documents it enriches it with the metadata fields that we've uh, set up for the entity extractors. So then we've got the whole metadata story there where we can do search, we can do um, Power BI reporting, uh, we can turn the entity. So if it's company name, we can then um, add that to a term store value. And then, hmm. so, so, yeah. So Leon, like many years ago, I used to work with uh, with a housing association, and they had a lot of content coming in. And one of their big challenges going into getting all that content into SharePoint was trying to map. You know, they got a letter from, you know, British Gas or someone like that, or a bill. They needed to get the information out. You know, what the address was it related to? So, what property? What was the tenant name? What type of bill was it? So, what you're saying is that. SharePoint syntax, if you trained it, it could actually pick up on those and actually apply the metadata against those those documents. Yes. So do that automatically rather than them having to read through it and type it all in and in terms of adding the metadata to that particular file that's being uploaded. So yes. I... So, sorry. Go, uh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, yes, there is two different types of AI model types in syntax. So there's uh, document understanding, which is more for uh, we've got a unstructured document. So we might be looking for a phrase um, that's on the first page, on the second page, on the third page. Uh, so variable type. So uh, we could then, um, but then we've got forms processing, which is targeting specific areas on a page. So it's always looking for the first line of the address in the top line, top uh, left-hand side of, mm -hmm. of the page. So there's, there's various different models depending on how your uh, yeah, documents are structured or unstructured. Um, but yeah, the, the, um, with your use case with the addresses, um, I just for a, for another company, um, they wanted, and I'm touching upon the term store aspect that uh, you just picked up. Um, the, we have an extractor which picks up new company names from uh, its statements of work um, and then adds them to the organizational uh, term store. Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, it, then those terms can also be turned into Viva Topics as well, or that term store value can be used uh, uh, yeah, in any other SharePoint document library. So it's saving someone, yeah, rekeying 
that value into into the term store. So that's been a reason. And, and do you have do you have any sort of approval step on that, or it just goes straight in? There is. Uh, so there is uh, on the Viva Topics um, aspect, like turning things into Viva Topics, that that has an approval. But mm -hmm. uh, yes, yeah, sorry the. Um, the open term set one requires uh, the yeah just the term set to be open uh, at like the tenant tenant level and right. the yeah so no there's no real approval apart from what you what you what we suggest is you get uh, your term store administrator to go in and curate the added terms so you can merge mm -hmm. them so say if you've got like. Uh, mm -hmm. Grey Hat Beard Limited or Grey Hat Beard LTD. Yeah, we, we could merge those um, together. And with syntax licenses as well. Um, oh, you're I, I going did a good... to license. No, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, brave man. <laughs> yeah. No, so, so, uh, this, so this, be, this is the benefit. <laughs> so, so be, 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 before we go into the licensing discussion, so if I got this correctly, because I'm I'm not a syntax expert, so this is where we have you on the show, right? Um, so this uh, auto tax documents using AI, which then increases discoverability for users, so that they spend less time with searching stuff. Did I get this correctly? Yes, yes, yes oh, 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 okay. But that does not necessarily mean that it helps to tidy up things because this is still like users save too much stuff. Double yes. trouble, just like so they, they cause so users cause a lot of trouble by saving the very same thing over and over and over again. So yes, it sits in my mail, it sits on my OneDrive, it sits as a copy in my OneDrive as well, it sits in just like a bunch of things. Which means, yeah. and with only minor changes, maybe, maybe even. So because mm. a copy of a copy of a copy of a copy, because we, we can't deal with version history. Um, so um, is there anything for that problem as well in syntax? So just like well, discovering like, what is just like, just like a yeah. copy of something that already exists somewhere where it should. Yeah, I think yeah unlike the old uh sans uh, san uh yeah servers uh it'd be good to have like deduplication yeah. and <laughs> stuff like that uh i've not used that phrase for a while uh but um <laughs> yes hey, uh, that's no, a problem right so the, mm, no there isn't yeah. nothing like that but like what i've tended to find with my syntax engagements is um we've added the enrich the files with metadata and then with PMP modern search, yeah, it's, it's all about building because when a uh, file is uh, tagged with, to a syntax model, it gets a content type, which is the same uh, name as the model. So you can do all filters, uh, search search uh, queries for, yeah, specific content types. So yeah, I've been building really nice, uh, yeah, PMP search solutions to, yeah, to say, and as well with models, you can push them out to multiple sites. Well, the document understanding part, the forms processing part, uh, that uses AI builder in the background and that uh, uses Dataverse um, to store all its uh, configuration. So that's, uh, yeah, you can't uh, deploy that to uh, multiple sites at the moment, but the document understanding, the more unstructured 
uh, you, you you can do. Um, so, and so is this yeah, a like document, classif document classifiers in uh, sort of the compliance side of things? You know, where you want to apply a label and you're looking for you know a resume because it's all obviously all Americans. It's not a CV for us British people. It's a resume, but looking for <laughs> those types of content in terms of the you know, the, as you say, the document rather than particular phrases within it and then applying labels. Similar, similar sort of approach because you can use syntax to apply your compliance labels as well, can't you? Exactly. Mm. So, yes, you can yeah, apply sensitivity and uh, retention labels. So when the file is classified with the model, you can apply uh, the label there too. Um, so... Yeah, it is similar to the the compliance. Uh, oh, sorry, the uh, yeah, the compliance sensitivity labels classifiers. Mm -hmm. To and let's face it, users don't anything that you can do to save users having to think about what metadata they apply <laughs> is is a win winning situation, isn't it? Because they're never going to really put too much effort into saving it all and thinking exactly. about exactly what it's got to be. Yeah, users hate uh, metadata, and then it's only when the files are enriched with the with the with the metadata, and then they can see like Power BI reports. They can see uh, PMP modern search. They can see like another aspect of uh, syntax is uh, content assembly. So that is oh, using yes. that is using. Um, uh, that is create document generation. So um, you can, from a SharePoint list as your data source or as a manual data source, you can use an existing Word document, create placeholders uh, in it. So say for a ex address, we can have a field that's, yeah, first line address, second line address, city, location, postcode. I see like con uh, contracts could be a thing where you want that kind of, or even statements of work, a classic one, where you want those kind of common headers, common parts to it. You can reuse those. Exactly. And have, have, you, have you used that in anger? Have you got clients who are actively using that yet? I have actually, and that's, that's been really good. Um, we, with... A customer they wanted to send out a letter to all of their employees so um, we created the uh, letter and then um, yeah we sent out uh, 300 sorry Alexa's going in the background uh, <laughs> oh don't men don't mention her don't mention yeah. it. Everybody listening will we'll go in going off internal, Yeah, an infinite loop or, or something. <laughs> oh, actually, that reminds me. Alexa, subscribe to Grey Hat Beard. <laughs> we'll see if that works for people. Yeah. Shameless. Uh, Sorry, carry on, Lynn. <laughs> you need to yes. first build a skill on Alexa, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Grey Hat Beard skill. <laughs> Why not? Please include the princess as well. Uh, now, the only reason I didn't say that is because I know it's still Grey Hat Beard in some of the themes. So, yes, sorry. I know. Yeah. I can change that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Busted. Yeah, so content assembly. Um, yeah, it's been, there is now a new preview Power Automate uh, action as well. Uh, mm. So, you can now bulk create, um, yeah hundreds of letters uh, now. So, yeah, 
Concert Assembly is a growing area. Uh, there's it's it's just text at the moment, but um, on the roadmap there's um, images, uh, so you'll be able to yeah, build up reports. There's more support for tables. Uh, it's a it's a growing area, um, which that's, I've been yeah. yeah really that's impressed. that's something that I I probably spent about two or three years working with partners who were doing that and and you know third parties who were doing it because it was such mm. a powerful tool. You know, mail merge on steroids. You know, yeah. it's, it's such a powerful tool when it works well, and it does save so much time, and it helps organizations just be consistent. So, you know, when you kind of look at the content assembly and the ability to kind of look at incoming content and kind of to, you know, apply mm. the metadata, mm. it's, it's a win-win, isn't it, really? Indeed. And, like, yeah, this is all driven from the SharePoint document library. So you create your uh, template from the document library. You create a document from that template using the document library. So um, you don't uh, need to go off into Power Automate unless you need, to, uh, unless you want to do bulk uh, generation. Uh, you have to use Power Automate at the moment. Uh, but uh, if okay. you... Yeah, if you want to create one-off documents, then yeah, you can go into the SharePoint document library and do it all there, all under your uh, syntax uh, license. Um, so, oh, you mentioned yeah. it again. You, you did it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he really wants to, 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 to tell something about licenses. So come on. How yeah. much will I need to pay for that? Because yet again, we use an AI service because users can't be bothered with filling in a table with metadata, right? <laughs> the cost of laziness. Yeah. 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 Exactly. So, it, so what does it cost? So, what's the licensing model? So, at the moment, uh, it is um, five US dollars per user per month, um, and yeah, that's about three pounds something in in uk money um and how, how, do, how does that work if you're applying a model to a document library is it the number so, of users who can yeah. use that model? that's a loaded question if ever i heard one out mm. <laughs> so th there's been some guidance uh about about this because when uh syntax first started uh, first came out it was anyone who touched anything that had benefited from syntax required a license so even if people were just viewing the files they needed a syntax uh, license um, and people didn't adopt that i can't think of. <laughs> yeah. so, it's surprising yeah, my, yeah. My, microsoft listened uh and they they uh, put some guidance out there i'm not going to to quote it or yeah or take this as uh, take this as gospel but Basically, if you're uploading content that is then processed by a syntax model, you need a license. If you're using content assembly, you need a, need a syntax license. There's only certain there's also certain menus that are only available if you have a uh, syntax, syntax license. Uh, but yeah, if you're just consuming content, uh, then you don't need a syntax license. Um, Sorry, Leon. So, if you if you upload a document that that is to be processed by a model, then you should be licensed for that. But if you're viewing it afterwards, then you don't need a license. Is that your understanding? Correct. Yes. I, I hadn't realised that upload. That's interesting. 
So if you trigger a model, uh, yeah. So what you want to do is you want to put it in one library and then have someone's Power Automate account to copy it over the other one. Yes, Louise, I am just triggering you on purpose there and playing. Yes, you do something. <laughs> so, so you, you know, in Power Platform, we have um, a term. So th this is not a real world. So this is a is real it, English. Don't be a knob. No, so it's called multiplexing. So if you do something just to avoid a license, that's not okay. Yeah. And my humble opinion is if you need to have a licensing guide that then is not a legal document, you're holding it wrong as well. And so, mm -hmm. so and yeah, so today I learned we have obviously, so Leon um, educated us about this. So there is guidance on licenses for syntax. So we have a licensing guide for syntax. Most probably this is not a legal document. So this is only to just like, I know. And you can yeah. people, but you can't say, hey, but on page 15, it says um, to just like avoid something or pay something or just like tell Microsoft, no, I'm not going to pay this. Um, yeah. And additionally, it's um, costs for the um, AI builder, which is paid uh, by capacity. Is that correct as well? Uh, so uh, yes and no. Uh, so. The, uh, like I said, I, there's I think lots of when the phrase is it, it depends. It depends. It depends. And yeah. we have a rule here in this call. So um, I, I have an um, it depends swear jar. I need to show that. It's, it's heavy. It's, 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 it's really Yeah, so you need to put in money mm -hmm. into the it depends swear jar because you're a consultant. So um, yeah. I'll get it in the post tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with ai builder um you used to have to pay uh, i think it was like 500 us dollars per per month per tenant um but no one was doing that so well not that i'm aware of but so not many people were adopting the form processing part of syntax but yeah my, microsoft listened again uh, good old microsoft and um as part of the syntax um, per user licenses, now you get a seeded allocation of uh, of um, uh, AI builder credits uh, now. So, yeah, you don't need to pay that five hundred just to be able to use uh, forms processing. So, yeah, that. So you get a certain number of credits that you can use per per user, per, presumably. Yes. So, so per per user. I, I can't remember the uh, stats off the top off the top of my head, but uh, yes, you you'd get a allocation per user, and they get pulled up uh, pulled up to a maximum number of credits. Okay. Obviously, the, the, the thing I, uh, we had a lovely chat at comms first um, about some of the sort of situations you'd have with syntax, but what I, I think the thing that I find with that, and we we talked a lot about the loveliness that Microsoft says. What are the things that have surprised you that have worked well, and what things haven't worked so well? So yeah. you've kind of had that hands-on experience because I think a lot of people have heard the the nice story about syntax, but there hasn't necessarily been so many of the the use uh, the case studies and the real life experience. Do, do you have anything you could share around that? Yes. Uh, so uh, one of my customers, uh, I think I spoke about this at Comsverse. They've got a They've, they're a big infrastructure company, and they've got a big library with two million drawing plans of various pieces of uh, infrastructure. 
and that um, the engineers need need to view those plans on a daily basis. What they used to have to do was go into the library and get those big A1 uh, pieces of paper and and view them. Uh, they've the customer has embarked on like a digital digitizing so, program just to clarify literally a library we're not talking document library we're talking a physical building place library physical, lovely yeah physical <laughs> library what thanks for exist. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's because exactly. they don't have a scanner big enough <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so once they digitized all of those uh two million plans they were just sitting in sharepoint doing doing nothing so they were just scanned as as pdfs no extra metadata added. So then we created a, a syntax model to pick out information from those plans. So those drawing plans will have like, yeah, the the asset ID, uh, the drawing plan number, the location. Um, so now all those files are enriched with uh, metadata. So now the engineers, uh, they just um, go on their tablets, and they can just use like a PMP search solution and search those plans. Uh, so they don't need to book an appointment to the library now. They can just get them on their devices. They even use uh, like, I forgot what the, the VR headsets. Um, HoloLens. Whilst whilst HoloLens. They, yeah, HoloLens. 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 That's the one. Uh, they, they even use those. So they've got the plans. Um, yeah, they can find the plan. They can send them to the hololens uh, device and then uh, oh, wow. yeah they can be working on the infrastructure whilst whilst looking at the plan and that's all been possible because the files were enriched with metadata they could search uh, for the location and get all those plans up so i think that's that's my my best uh, use case because yeah two million plans uh, into a, a library closed down um the yeah it comes to people's devices and they no longer need to drive back and forth between an, a physical library. It's the first thing. It's super nice that we need to emphasize. It's a physical library, so you can go there. There are books. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, so how, how we frame it, the library is always SharePoint library. So uh, we were kind of biased <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, second thing that uh, I, I was thinking of when you, you were telling that story, which is super amazing, is that SharePoint syntax is more or less kind of a maker thingy because so you, you can you can do the the assembly with power automate and the data sets and dataverse um and it uses ai builder which is on the power platform as well rather than so for everything like that we have an azure service as well so they could use just like i don't know azure cognitive services applied ai uh services custom vision so all of those services which are not just like so which are subscription based but not just like with a fixed license um cost um but they chose to do this uh, in kind of a more maker scenario rather than just like do the, the full-blown thing in Azure. And I find this quite remarkable. I think, as you, as you say, Louise, it's like AI Builder. It, it's democratizing, you know, yeah. what is actually dev, dev services that are available and making it easier yeah. and putting it yeah. in the places where it's needed as opposed yeah. to, yeah. you know, leave, leaving them all out there in the cloud. And, yes, they're wonderful, but actually yeah. putting them directly into SharePoint where you can, yeah. if you've got the license, you can go and actually create that model. It's the right place yeah. for it yeah. to be, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I love it. 
So, um, but this this is why we talked about this is why we talked about builds. Build is important, even if you're not developer, because this is what's coming further down the line. Microsoft will mm-hmm. wrap these things up and make them available. So it's always worth keeping an eye on those things happen there, even if you're not dev, because these things will appear and be available. Remember a few years back when everyone said, yeah, every company is a software company. Yeah. Yeah. Which means that That's every big. person becomes a developer. Mm-hmm. It's, it's as easy as that. So, and if you're building stuff, I don't care about the amount of lines of codes. It's, I, <laughs> I don't care you build stuff. Um, so, and yes, yeah, just like incorporating this straight into SharePoint is just like a super easy way for making people adopt this thing. And yes, it may be a little bit daunting or a little bit scary. And yes, it costs, but value seems to be super great. Um, and mm. everyone is searching stuff. So if, if you ask any person who sits in an office or even in a home office, hey, what do you do for a living? Is they attend meetings, they search stuff, they answer messages. This is what they do for every one of us. We're, this is our job, right? And if you can just like eliminate a lot of the searching stuff by just like mm-hmm. making things more discoverable so that maybe if i execute the search and i don't find anything then i really know okay we don't have that and it's not i did not search well enough or for long enough then it's already taking a lot of pain away absolutely Uh, you know it's productivity services isn't it it's called productivity services for a good reason because it's about making people more productive absolutely agree and and I think with, with Syntex, it was interesting. I think there was a bit of an assumption when it first came out that it was, you know, you're going to magically put it at your big pile of documents and it would do cool stuff with it. Uh, what I love about your story, Leon, is actually, no, there's some really great use cases that, that fit the use cases like that that can make people really productive. From this isn't just throwing it at your big pile of documents. This is thinking about those scenarios and getting a big, big win from that, which also means you're not talking about licensing everyone uploaded document because there's a smaller number of people you know in your case you've almost got that librarian is now a sharepoint librarian see what i did there um and they can be the person that's licensed to upload that document manage it because then there's people who are just using those documents who don't need to be licensed so you can still think about that and get a real real benefit from it and um, yeah. coming back to my question earlier do, i mean having used it, it um you know in demos and things like that how different do you see demo life versus real life? Do you, do you see the ease of kind of building those models continue to be fairly okay? Or do you, is there a lot of tweaking and work that needs to go into it? Okay. Get the swear jar out. (laughs) 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 Um, So different, um, yeah, different companies uh, will tend to have different, structure uh, different levels of maturity in terms of structure structured documents um so yeah i've i've gone from it's taken um yeah five minutes to create a model that's yeah production ready and uh, will last uh, time to complex models where although it says uh louis said it's for makers you can go a level up probably if we're calling regex uh, reg, regular expressions uh, oh, yeah uh, where's that where's that swear jar yeah, exactly. yeah 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 so uh, recently i just like spent 
an entire day in uh, Regex Hell. And it was just like, it's... <laughs> in the yeah. end, I succeeded. And, but this is just like... It is just like as if a cat is just like walking across your keyboard, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's I it, don't even have a cat, so... <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly what it's like, yeah. Mm. But I yeah. think that's the thing, though. I think with most of these mocha tools, you know, this is where if there's a great way that you can, you know, spend five minutes and you can get a production-ready model put together, but then you have the tools there as well to take it that step further and, you know, to lead on those devs who know regex or to, you know, the people who know the content and to really kind of add more complexity, more maturity to the model, that's the right place to be, isn't it, to have both yeah. of those opportunities rather than just be limited to whatever you can do in five minutes. Yeah. Indeed. So yes, some models take a lot of tweaking, a lot of training. Um, yeah, other ones. Uh, and some yeah. organisations will have. I mean, I remember working with one organisation, and I, I've quoted this for for some of the demos that I've done, which have used regex and classifications, but where you have you know one eight-digit number that means one thing to one person, and you have another eight-digit number in the same organisation that means a different thing to somebody <laughs> else, and it's like. Okay, at that point, regex ain't going to do anything. <laughs> it's just going to tell you it might be one thing or another. But and I think this is but, where. But there know, are but there are things you can do, like look at what's before and after that with, with yeah, syntax to kind of help get the confidence level up. Yeah, yeah, and I think this. Where the, yeah. This, this, this really comes down to those two models that uh, Leon uh, mentioned that either we can just like look at a certain field and say, hey, this is a date or this is the sub subject line or this is the amount uh, of the invoice. And then just like looking at texts and extracting um, what is this text about? And if we then just like combine these two, that, that's just like almost unlimited power. But yet again, also, syntax will not be the magic wand that just like it's just like super structure and there is no mess at all but just like it, it helps to discover uh content yeah exactly no it's, it's yeah syntax is a great uh tool but uh yeah there's obviously it's a growing growing area so that yeah there's obviously document understanding and forms processing that you've just just spoken about and then there's the whole compliance story there's the the content assembly uh, story, but uh, yeah, the two AI models, forms processing and document understanding, it's yes, knowing when to use them um, and uh, when, um, yeah, which which one to, to, to use basically. And yeah, the licensing has got better as well because before you used to, I'm talking going licensing again, but before you used to do document understanding because you, didn't have to use the AI builder builder credits, uh, but no, that's uh, the the uh, forms processing part. Yeah, does have a great value uh, targeting a specific area on a specific page. And yeah, I like, I like. How have you muted yourself, Kev? That's brilliant. Live uh, as well. We are all new to this platform, right? So um, <laughs> be nice. No, no, I'm, I'm just stupid and uh, did mute myself on purpose. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> so I was 
trying to just like rescue the you out of the situation. <laughs> no, like no, being no. a super I... nice princess, not swearing at all for the entire episode. Can we just like can we talk about this for a second? They are really that... trying to behave. Um and, and I did not even have opinions. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I, I didn't didn't notice know. that. Yeah. I don't even know if this is a regular episode. And now <laughs> you just like say that you're stupid. So of course you're not. <laughs> and what I was going to say, uh, I, I was getting distracted looking because uh, going back to the regex, there's a GPT-3 generated tool that you can type in what you're trying to achieve with the regex, put in some examples, and it will also generate for you. Uh, and I will try and dig it out uh, and find it and, and put it in the show notes because that uh, actually saved my bacon recently, although the link I have isn't working. So I think they've used up their Azure credits somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Possibly. Sadly on that. Um, one last question. Leon, where do we find out more about Syntex? What's what's the best place to kind of learn more about what you can do with it? So um, with there is a PMP repository, Syntex samples, which uh, isn't that well known. But, uh, yeah, I've been, been trying to promote it along with... Uh, so James Eccles and uh, Bert Janssen uh, are, the, are the maintainers. Uh, so there you can download uh, sample models, which you can then deploy using PMP PowerShell to your tenants. And yes, see how people are using Syntex. Uh, so you can download um, a contracts model deploy it to your tenants and then see how people are using it, see how they've trained the classifier, how they've set up the entity extractor. Uh, you can, with the SharePoint, SharePoint lookbook uh, service, there are two syntax temp uh, templates there. So there's a syntax content, ce content center template. So Syntax models are stored in a uh, content uh, center, which is a special type of SharePoint site. Um, and what you can do with it's the lookbook like is... Yeah. Stop on, on, on steroids. Don't be, don't be nasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you can deploy that content center template to your tenants you do not need a Syntex license to play about with that and use Syntex. You do need a Syntex license if you, if the models that you've um, created in that template, uh, sorry, that site, you want to deploy them to other sites. Uh, you can't do that unless you have a license, but that's a great way to, yeah, to get used to Syntex and just keep it all within that uh, site. Um, Self-promotion. I like to blog on Syntex or speak about Syntex. So on my blog, leonarmston.com, uh, you can find lots of Syntex uh, articles I try and keep on top. Um, and yeah, there's obviously lots of Syntex documentation uh, out there on the Microsoft site. Yeah, I was just looking. There is a Microsoft Learn pathway as well. Uh, Indeed, yes. Kind of Going through that, which is really nice, and, and you can get a trial uh, instance for Syntex, so you know you don't have to go straight for paying for it. You can try it out uh, as well, yeah. which is really nice. And you're speaking at South Coast Summit, I believe, on Syntex. So anyone's coming down Southampton, uh, look out for mm -hmm. that. 
I am indeed uh, speaking and doing an intro to SharePoint Syntax, uh, talking about some real-world use cases, so some further ones that I haven't spoken about today. And then, yeah, speaking about some Ignite. Can uh, I just ad admire that? You're not giving anything away beforehand. I like Indeed. I'm not, not allowed to anyway. Look at that. Just say thank you. <laughs> Okay, so everyone, if you're now listening, please join Leon in his session at uh, South Coast Summit uh, if you plan to attend there. If you do not plan to attend this, uh, please do plan to attend this. Please do. <laughs> yes, Thank please you. do. <laughs> Definitely. But uh, yes, I, I hope to be there. But, well, certainly be at South Coast Summit. Uh, I was going to say, I thought you were definitely going to be at South Coast Summit. I, I will definitely be at the summit and I hope to be at Leon's talk as well. And, and, and we have just going to finish on one thing. What I love most about Syntex, and, and this is a little bit old school, is that it's called SharePoint Syntex. The SharePoint name is still there for new products. Yes. Yes, so this is this is new, right? So usually they they try to avoid the this name, so it's almost just like the thing we don't talk about. <laughs> so, <laughs> so who shall not be named, right? <laughs> so, but uh, they they choose to have uh, SharePoint in the name as well. Um, I think it makes it easier for customers to understand that what is this for. So, oh yes, cool, we are using SharePoint. So most probably this is a valuable thing for us because we rely on that because so everything sits in SharePoint these days. Um, and I like that they did not give it just like a new fantasy name. Yeah, don't just hide it. Be honest about it, it's good. Long live SharePoint. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, now that's parting words. That, 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 that was a good part. one. Yeah. <laughs> on, on that note, I, I think, therefore, we will wrap up. Um, we will be back. A, a huge thank you, Leon, really, uh, and another big congratulations on, on the MVP. Congratulations on being MVP. Yes, totally. Really thank well you guys. served. I, uh, on that but uh thank you very much for joining us tonight um we'll wrap up we'll be back in for those listening live two weeks time for those listening on the podcast uh we'll be back in a week's time i'm gonna have to think of a nice way of saying that but um we hope you liked this uh live experiment we hope it's worked all right and we will see you all soon bye-bye have a good one bye-bye bye, -bye. bye.